welcome back to your journey to happiness today's season two episode 15 buckaroo i i have to reiterate this funny story so it was when i had this job in manhattan for the five dollars and 14 cents an hour at the animal medical center right out of college when i uh didn't get into veterinary school uh the first time around there was this um orderly or maintenance worker he was I, I, I just remember I think it was from Guyana maybe uh, somewhere I believe and and uh, he whenever he saw me he'd say Buckaroo <laughs> he'd call me Buckaroo but again he had that like Indian type accent um, but what stuck again what stuck with me what he said to me one time was that on your lunch hour on your days off you gotta keep you always have to look for the job until you get the job you're happy with on your lunch hour and your days off you gotta keep looking for a job so in that in in his way he was saying you gotta keep grinding and I wanna go over that concept again cause I think it's so important because you know we're we're facing a lot of challenges economically and I don't mind sticking my neck out. Ever since Joe Biden got into office, we've been, you know, facing economic challenges. Uh, he seems to think it was worse when he took office, but you know, clearly the facts show different. Uh, so we are we're up against economic challenges, and we're at the brink of possibly World War Three, a nucle- nuclear war. I mean, everyone's just laughing at us. China, Russia, it's ridiculous. And what scares me the most, and, and again, I don't mind being a little political here, what scares me the most is that all this distraction of the, yeah, we still hate Trump and all that nonsense, that drama, that drama, and now China and, and Russia and Ukraine, you know what's happening with all this distraction? The Taliban are infiltrating our country easier than ever before. And I, I got to tell you right now, I am so afraid of another terrorist attack. I mean, I'm concerned about China, Russia, because I know they want to take us over. I know that for a fact. Or that, or not a fact. It, it, that's what I believe in my heart. But I'm more afraid now of the Taliban and Iran and Iraq and all that. I'm very, very afraid of that. Because we're long overdue for another attack. And they've been walking across our our non-border for what two years now as we're focusing on Mexicans and and the border states and all this drama the Taliban is just walking right in they don't even have to be sleeper cells anymore they're just coming in going right to Astoria Queens or wherever they hang out so and I'm very concerned I'm gonna say it right now I'm very concerned about this about Super Bowl Sunday I'm very afraid something's gonna happen I really am. But anyway, on a happier note, because it's supposed to be a happy podcast, right? So we're facing, we are, most of us, or I'll talk about myself, but I'm sure it's not, I'm not the only guy. We're facing uh, financial challenges, economic challenges. And so now more than ever, we, or I know for sure for me, and you know that, but we, I think I could speak for other people here that we need to keep if we're not already grinding we need to start grinding and then keep grinding because you know again we have these financial challenges so i don't know is everybody okay is everybody paying their bills is everybody good i mean i'm not am i the only one 
Am I the only financial fool that's that's struggling? I don't think so. So for those other, for those of you, for my brothers and sisters who are struggling like me, um, it's definitely. I gotta start saying um. You know, I was listening to my podcast the other day. I kept saying um like every third word. I don't know how to stop that. I never thought that was a problem before. Anywho, so for my brothers and sisters who are facing financial challenges, if you're not already grinding, you got to get out there and grind. I don't know what else to tell you. And for those of us who are grinding, you got to keep grinding. Right, Bakaru? You got to keep grinding. You know, today I'm happy to report I started that new gig ski of, of delivering auto parts. Let me tell you something. My whole life, nothing, no job has been beneath me. If it put a dollar in my pocket, you guys, you want to laugh, you can laugh all you want. I really don't care. It doesn't bother me. When you hit 60, by then, hopefully you've, you've realized that it really doesn't matter what anybody says. <laughs> you shouldn't care what anybody thinks. So believe me, I couldn't care less what anybody thinks, you or anybody else. I'll tell you right now. So you want to laugh at me because I work these bullshit jobs and, and for, for crappy money. It doesn't matter. It puts money in my pocket. It pays the bills. What do I care? You think I care what you think? You think I care that the job is beneath me, so to speak? Nothing's beneath me. If it gives me money, if it, pay, if it accomplishes something for me, if it pays a bill, if it pays a utility bill, a cell phone bill, if it pays for uh, buttermilk so I can make my scones, nothing's beneath me, my friends. So I started this gig ski today delivering auto parts. Hey, look, between you and me, I'm the first one to admit I should be director of security somewhere because I got it like that. That's the resume I have. But you know what? I'm limited. I can't work at W-2, and those jobs are basically all W-2. I did have an assistant director of security position years ago on a 1099, but it was in Manhattan. It was on a midnight, and I was, gonna, I was basically going to kill myself either on the way there or on the way home. So it's not, it wasn't worth it. So the majority of director of security jobs... Are uh, are going to be W two, and I can't tell if I if you knew how many jobs I had to turn down in the last not only two months but over the years because they're all W two. You know you wouldn't believe it. So anyway, so I'm limited to certain things. All right, sucks to be me. What can I tell you? I got over it. You guys can get over it too. So I took this gig ski for. Um, it might t- I mean, today was good. It was the first day today. And what it is, is it's a, I guess, a, a national, like, transportation third-party type company where where they, they I guess, the deal is they try to get these contracts with companies who have delivery services, whether it's medical um waste or medical, um, you know, I don't know, medical samples or, you know, blood or I don't know what, tissue, whatever, medical deliveries of some kind, and also just product merchandise delivery from, you know, a warehouse to their, to their retail stores or their nationwide stores, whatever the case may be, there's, there are companies out there, you know, that have their own. I'm not talking about like big things like Amazon. I'm talking about, but even I got, I got, I will tell you that Am- even Amazon, they out, they, they're out, they have outsourced their delivery 
years ago because I got that gig. What it was was it didn't work. It didn't work out. I got I went through three different or four different interviews and I actually got accepted. What that deal was was uh, it was like two years ago I think. Amazon they're smart. They try and 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 subcontract certain things so they're not on the hook. So what they do is all those deliveries, those cool blue vans you see and the guys with the little vests and everything they don't work for amazon they work for independent guys who amazon basically they make you think you own a route business but you're just a glorified route supervisor because you don't own the business in other words i had to put ten thousand down which covered the cost of the startup of being an independent business or contracting business for amazon they give me. They were going to give me five vans, and I and I, my business, had to lease those vans. I had to start my corporation. I had to, you know, get a business accountant and all that. Thing, pay for uniforms, scanners, and I guess Amazon was going to hook me up with the first ten drivers, or they were going to show me how to do that, how to get my own drivers. So basically, I was really a glorified supervisor because. They made you think it was your own business, but it wasn't because it wasn't something I could sell. I couldn't sell the route. It wasn't like Pepsi or Coke or Boar's Head or, or potato chips or Snapple. I couldn't sell the route. It wasn't my route. So what kind of business is that? You know? And I'll never forget what my father said many, many moons ago. My great, amazing father. He said, he said, when you look to buy a business, whether it's a laundromat, a deli, a bagel store, a delivery business with Amazon, make sure it's a business and not, not you're not buying a job for yourself. And too many small businesses, if you see the owner working it, you see the owner making the bagels, if you see the owner, you know, d- doing the dry cleaning, it's not a business, he just bought himself a job. So this Amazon thing would have would basically I was buying myself a glorified route supervisor job, and that's I'll tell you straight out that was horseshit. So I didn't go for it. So, but the point of the story is that a lot of companies, even like even as big as Amazon, but even the smaller ones like a nationwide chain, pick an auto parts chain, or let's say maybe eight one eight hundred flowers or uh, edible was that edible something the dopey fruit thing basket company edible arrangements and I, again i don't know if they do that but just pick some kind of national chain that does a lot of deliveries where whereas you used to see their own company vans right but now but now a lot of companies are getting away from that because a they don't want all those vans because you have it's a cost of a van right the monthly cost of a van the insurance for the van then they got to hire these these drivers that are sitting around all day maybe delivering maybe not and they got to pay what workers comp insurance they got to pay payroll taxes you know there's a lot involved in 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 operating a business so it's easier for some companies if not all to hire this company that let's say I'm working for this third party company it's easy to hire them or contract with them and contract their delivery service but let this other company meaning the one I'm working for let let them worry about you know, of hiring me. But in essence, they're, again, they're not hiring me. I'm an independent contractor, right? So I they don't have to pay, uh, you know, workers' comp insurance for me. In fact, they make me get my own insurance. That's part of the requirement. 
they don't they it's my own truck so it just it, apparently it streamlines and, and makes the delivery service less frictionless for the main company the main customer the nationwide chain and it's even frictionless for the third-party company because they're the ones that are making me go to do, do the deliveries right okay so it's a good little gig ski the money's decent what I like about it so far and again it's my first day I'm doing it for um it's it's a six day a week which is nice I like the fact that it's a six day I you know I'll, I'll update you on how it was after the first week or I'll probably wait till I get paid which I think is maybe I don't know next Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that um after the first week but I'll update you see if it's even worth it because I gotta see if it's even worth it I gotta see if it's worth the gas money you know forget about my time you can you know your time's worth nothing let me tell you you're struggling to pay bills. Your time ain't worth a certain price. I'll believe it. Believe me right now. My time ain't worth nothing. I need to pay bills. So it's not about what I'm worth. It's not about what value I can bring to the table. It's not about me, you know, having an unbelievable law enforcement resume that I should be director of security. It's not about that. It's about paying my bills. Okay? I'm not fooling myself. So I'll let you know how it plays out because it, it may or may not be worth it. I don't know. But what I like about it so far is that... A, I didn't have to get up at 3 in the morning and go to a beer at a bakery at 4 or 5, right? And drive in the dark all, you know, with half my eyes shut. Um, so I can get up at 7, leave at 9, get there 9.30 to the main hub store. And everything is automated with apps on the phone and all the stuff. They make it easy for you. Again, frictionless, right? My parts for my route. I have eight stops throughout the state. Excuse me. My parts are on like three shelves in this in the back of this store hub. It's not even a warehouse. I gotta take a picture of it. I gotta put it on like a little like separate into the eight different stores. Put it on my truck. Leave at a certain time. I gotta get to the first store by a certain time. Second, third, fourth, up to the eighth, right? take pictures, sign this, sign that, make sure the parts have the receipt, they, have the, they go where they got to go. Some stores give me stuff to bring to other stores uh, within my route, or if I already passed that store, it goes back to the main hub. It's not a lot of heavy lifting. Even the packages aren't heavy, right? The heaviest thing today was like a diehard battery, right? Car battery. So... Again, I'm in my truck, my comfortable truck. I love my truck, my Chevy Silverado, right? Um, you know, I'm up at 7, I'm out the door by 9, no heavy lifting. I can have my espresso in the morning, my egg sandwich. I make a sandwich to bring with me. All right, I'm not going to waste money out and buy lunch or something, buy a $10 lunch. That's retarded. I go do my deliveries. I, I go through nice parts of the state that I haven't really seen in a while or I haven't seen before. I like that. I go hit the doors, you know, different stores. Everybody's friendly, no no heavy lifting, nobody yelling and screaming, right? I'm not, you know, following somebody and they're counter-surveilling me and getting mad or neighbors getting mad, I'm on the block, what are you doing here? I don't, you know, I don't need that drama. And the money's basically the same, it really is. You know, um, you know, I'm getting, there I go, I said home again, I gotta stop that. You know, for surveillances, you know, I get anywhere from, what, 30 to $40 an hour, this thing 
it's like 32.50 an hour, but I'm, I think the money's going to be taken out. But then they give me a fuel allowance, so I'll let you know what it ends up at the end of the week. But honestly, even if it's 25 bucks an hour after it's all said and done with, I'll take that. I'm, I'm good with that because now what I say? A was getting up early. Did I get to B? I forgot. Oh, B was on my own truck. Nice, right? Um, you know, C was. You know, the money's just as good as doing investigations or, you know, but yet I'm not doing security where I'm standing on my feet for 12 hours, killing myself. I'm not doing investigations where I got to be up there early, sit sit in the car for eight hours. You know, at least I'm moving. I'm doing something. I'm, I'm being, you know, I'm seeing something visually. Uh, I, uh, you know, again, the money's good. The money gets directly deposited into my business account. I don't got to wait two months like I wait for some this one security company or even investigations I don't gotta wait a month or two weeks or three weeks I get paid every week you can't beat that you know and another benefit is I could bring my I could bring Snuggy with my Snuggy with me my little dog today today I didn't because some guy was supposed to some assistant route supervisor had to follow him follow me in his car make sure I I did everything right every route but tomorrow on my own I'm bringing Snuggy with me she doesn't have to sit here by herself for six hours I mean, this is to me, this is huge for what? $5 less an hour? I'm okay with that. But yet I get all these benefits and I'm done by like 1.30. And if I add on more route time, that's fine. But for the most part, I'm done by 1.30. And that six days of doing that looks like it's going to for sure pay my housing. It'd be nice if I pay my housing in my truck. But I think I have to add a little more route on to, to pay the truck as well. So I'm, you know, I'm begging these guys, please give me something extra, whatever you got, I'll take. And they already offered me something for just a Saturday night, oh, like a late night, like 11 p.m. I'm not doing that. Saturday night, right now, is the only night I, for me that that I can really enjoy in a certain way. And I, I want to keep that. I want to keep my Saturday. That was that's the one night a week I want to keep free for personal reasons. So I turned it down. But I'll do anything else I told them. And something might come up. Because I think there's one route nearby that some guy has. And, and the route supervisor said, the guy's messing up. He's gonna he's giving one more week and that's it. So maybe I'll end up getting that. Uh, I think it's, um, it's not an afternoon like when I'm done. I think it's going to be the, like the morning before. So again, I'll have to get up earlier. But you know what? If that pays my truck and some of my credit, I'm doing it. I'll get up at 2 in the morning again. I don't care. You know, what do I care? That's what grinding's about. And that's that's the point of this episode is that we all have these financial struggles. We want to pay bills. We want to get things. We want to accomplish things financially. Maybe you want to fund your stock account, which Biden has ruined the stock market anyway. But maybe you want to fund your stock account. Maybe you want to get something new for yourself. Maybe you want to pay down credit so then you could buy something for yourself or travel. You know, maybe you want to get yourself a new kayak. Maybe you got a new motorcycle coming like me and you know it's going to be a little bit more a month. You know, whatever it takes, you got to grind. And I said this before, and I'm going to beat it into your head if it's, if, if, if it's something you need, which I think it is. I'm pretty sure, you know, 9 out, of people, 9 out of 10 people need a little extra money, especially today with what's going on. You know, eggs, uh, eggs are a million dollars an egg, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm pretty sure we all need, most of us need money. So I'm speaking to those people, the people that are like me. You just need money, you got to pay bills or you want stuff. What's wrong with that? 
I love getting stuff. I gotta be a little smarter about it, but I love getting stuff. So that's the dealio. And I have to saw it as much as it, it it does break my heart a little bit, but it's just not it's just not the deal for me right now. I have decided that I am gonna put up my Virginia property for sale this spring. Because May is the two year mark where you know, as long as I was in it for two years, I don't, I, I have a, like, I think I could, what, I could get a capital gain of, I forget what the rule is, I'm sure they always change it, but I pay less taxes on capital gains, like, I think I only pay capital gains, like, over 250, 250,000, or maybe it's 500,000, I forget, so, this is a two-year mark, I want to take advantage of that, I want to, uh, I want to sell the property, um, I have, you know, here I said home again. I got to stop that. Sorry. You know, my property is in three different separate parcels, even though I bought it together, but I could sell them easily separate. I don't have to get a subdivision permit or anything like that because they're already three separate parcels. So I could sell one or two or all three. And honestly, I'll sell, I mean, I would sell any of it at this point. I'd love to sell all three, but... You know what, I think, um, I mean, I would probably sell anything, you know, if, if someone just wanted the, the parcel with the cabin on it, I mean, I guess I would, I would sell that because that's the most valuable because it's got the cabin on it. And if I'm stuck with the other two adjoining lots, so what? I'm just paying BS taxes on it every year. It's like, I think less than a thousand dollars in taxes a year. So I'll hold that until somebody else wants it. I'll just keep it up for sale. So what? What's the big deal? And if somebody just wants an empty lot, you know, not an empty lot, one of my open lots, uh, I probably wouldn't sell, though, the one in between. Like, I have three lots, right? So let's say the first lot on one side, you can go east to west, however you want, it doesn't matter. But let's say the first lot, let's say the lot look on the right. Let's go with that. Let's say if you're looking at my property, the lot on the right where my cabin is, then there's a lot to the in the, to the left, and that's I believe that's the lot with an open field and the pond. Then to the left of that is an open field and woods. The cabin has woods too. So out of those three lots, I probably shouldn't just sell hypothetically. If someone just wanted the middle lot with the pond, that probably wouldn't be a good idea to sell just that. If they want that and the other uh, open field, if they want that in the cabin that's okay but I'd be willing to sell any one lot separately except the middle one with the with the pond because I think then that would bring down the value of the other two lots so I'm probably I wouldn't do that but I would offer the the the, the um the one lot the far uh, the far empty lot on the left for sale and then it would have to be the, the, the other two lots or th or all three. That's how I would do it. And I'm going to put it up for an exorbitant price because you know what? That's the value. Because my property, even though let's say I paid 540000 for it, which I did, which has got to be worth seven something now, seven fifty, seven twenty five. But you know what? I'm going to, I think I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm going to put up for a million two five. You know why? Because not because I'm an arrogant New Yorker. No, because I see the value in that property. 
it sadly doesn't have value for me because I don't want to be in Virginia anymore. So it doesn't have value for me, right? This goes back to what Gary Vaynerchuk always said, right? That that for Le, for LeBron James, the basket his a basketball is worth a gazillion dollars. For Gary says for him it's worth nothing because he sucks at basketball. So let so that's the same concept for me because I don't want to be in Virginia anymore. I've decided not to be there anymore. The property has no value to me. But to anybody else who wants to be in Virginia, that property has a lot of value. You know why? Because you could build homes on all three lots. You could build, there's plenty of room to build homes. Or you want to do cabins and do Airbnb, you know, people have told me. Or you could raise livestock. You could raise cattle. You could raise horses. You could raise sheep. You could raise chickens, right? Which I'm sorry I got rid of my 10... Rhode Island Reds, I could have been probably a millionaire by now with the, with their eggs, but you could raise chickens, you could you could do food, you could raise, you could grow crops, you could grow trees, uh, nut trees. There's so much you could do on this property. It you could you could make it into a hunting lodge or a hunting slash fishing lodge because it has the pond with fish in it, and it has it has wildlife to hunt. So to the right person. This has a lot of value. To the right person, my property is worth well over a million dollars. Well over. Even the timber alone, if you want to just ruin it and cut down the trees, which I would never do. So to the right person, my property is worth well over a million dollars. And I'm going to I'm, I'm going to sell it for that. I'm not going to settle settle. I'm going to ask for 1.25. My broker's probably going to think I'm nuts. But I'm in charge. He works for me, right? I'm going to put up for 1.25. Simple as that. And I won't take anything less. I want to walk away from the broker fees because the broker fee on that is like 75 grand at 6% if that's what it is still today. I want to walk away with 100,000. I'm sorry, a million. What am I saying? I want to walk away with a million. I got to pay off whatever it is, five, 500,000 or four and change. So I'll, I'll have myself a nice six. 600k or 500k and that's good for me then i'm going to get my little cottage on a lake or a pond in connecticut that's where i want to be or worse comes worse vermont new hampshire um again massachusetts i don't i don't know their gun laws aren't good i don't want to be in massachusetts so but that's the deal i'm going to put up for sale uh, I'm going to try and spend some time up there this spring. I don't know now with this new gig what I could do, but I want to try and spend some time, you know, do some gardening, sprucing it up a little bit. But I am going to put it up for sale, and I'm going to put it up for 1.25. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if I get it. Seriously. You know? I mean, the Asians are buying up farmland like crazy. Bill Gates is buying up farmland like crazy. This is farmland. It's agricultural land. I'd rather not sell to Bill Gates or to the Asians. Honestly, I don't mind saying it straight up front. I don't trust the Asians and I don't trust Bill Gates. Um, so I'd ra- I hope I'm not. I said I'm again. I'm sorry. I hope I'm not in that situation because I wouldn't want to do that. You know, but you know, I don't know. Well, I'll worry about that when the time comes. Let's just hope some Texan. With a lot of money comes by and wants to buy the land. Or somebody from Georgia. Or somebody from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina wants to buy the land. 
let's just hope it's a, uh, it's a, some, some, uh, let's hope it's another American wink, wink. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's the dealio. And then I'll be in, in good shape. I'll get the property I really want. And maybe uh, I can minimize uh, some of the grinding. So, so this episode was a really, again, guys and gals, to reiterate, reiterate, and reinforce and, and just mm, shove down your throat the importance of grinding. I can't tell you how, I mean, you probably already know, but I can't tell you how super important it is in today's economy. We are in bad shape financially, people. You, maybe you don't want to hear it. Maybe you're listening to the to what the narrative that they want you to hear on the meet in the media. But we are in bad financial shape. If you don't haven't already realized it, we are in ridiculous financial shape. If you haven't seen your heating bills increase, your gas bill, eggs are a fortune now. If you if you're not seeing it, you're living under a rock. So what does that mean? It means it's time to grind. And if you're grinding already, it's time to keep grinding. I, I can't I can't stress it more. I can't. I can't stress more that this is the time to get your grind on. Okay, Buckaroo. All right. Thanks for listening. I will chat with you as soon as I can.